Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroney for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And the topic I'd like to talk to you all about today is the Australian Bureau of Statistics figures are out. What does it mean for the property market and our economy? Before I get into this topic, just as a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as legal or financial advice, make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So what's in the information of the Australian Bureau of Statistics and what is it going to actually mean for our economy? It's important to sift through all the data that's provided and make sure that we use it in a way to set our strategies and plans moving forward. And I wanted to just highlight some of the information because it does come out in our property media as well as hits some of the mainstream media as well. And some of the headline news about property is well sought after by the general public because each and every one of us is affected about the, about the property market. What we're seeing um, through the property market declines of 2018, it's having some effect on some of the other areas of the property sector. And I'm gonna highlight a few of these in the discussion today. So my first point in some of the information that was brought out in some of the property media through the Australian Bureau of Statistics information was that lending is down in March by about 3.7%, and that's all new loans that are being written. That actual percentage over the last 12 months has dropped by 26%, new loans being written um, through from property transactions. So that's a huge drop in the numbers of loans that are being issued right now. And obviously that's had a flow and effect in terms of the results in the property declines through 2018 um, and have continued through 2019. So we've seen a drop in Sydney and Melbourne property prices by about 10%. And I suspect those numbers are gonna show up further in the coming months. So during April and May, we're obviously seeing on the back of the election having some effect on sort of property transactions through this time. So I would suspect that those numbers are gonna actually be a lot worse uh, when they show up um, the figures through April and May. So one to watch out for. I guess you can't really reflect overly on this time just before an election because um, people often sit back and do very little during this campaign time, especially the six weeks leading up to the event itself. But really, things sort of started to actually decline, you would say from about December onwards, um, especially on that lead up to the election time. Now in saying that, the February period had an, had, had an increase of 2.2%, but March has been down 3.7%. But we've really got to take it in that 12 monthly space. 26% declines in new loans being written. That's significant for our property markets around Australia. And what we've got to think about is what kind of flow and effect does that have in other areas of the property industry? What kind of effect is that going to have on our unemployment rate? Considering that the property market or the property industry does employ a high majority of, well, a good majority of um, employment around the country. So, that is really important to, for us to think about. The second point I'd like to make is construction of new homes as listed from the Australian Bureau of Statistics figures are down 20% from its peak in July 2017. So there's some significant numbers coming through on new constructions. Obviously I spoke about new loans. It's another area 
of the property market that is seeing declines happen. And I've already heard um, whispers around the idea of new uh, companies that do house and land packages, so brand new house and land packages. I've started to see the uh, numbers declining in employment. So subcontractors, less subcontractors being used, and also the fact of staff being laid off uh, already. So not much has been said because it hasn't been quite widespread. Um, companies are seeing those numbers of sales decline. So they're probably being careful at the moment about the re-employment of staff during this uneasy time in, in our economic cycle. So one to really watch out for, well, um, especially thinking about some of that brand new construction in high-rise. I've just noted about the house and land packages, um, the special areas of the northwest and southwest of Sydney that is having had an extraordinary growth in the amount of houses being built in some of those areas. And you would imagine in various areas on the outskirts of Melbourne where similar things are happening. People are struggling to sell those house and land packages at the moment, and they're and in areas of oversupply in units, they're struggled to selling those off the plan units for sale. So ones to really take note of as a property investor to be mindful about the statistics and how they're going to start to affect some property markets. My third point in regards to this is, I guess it you know what is the election going to bring moving forward. Now, there's so many factors being said in property media, in mainstream media, about the effects of some of this shock policy that's in place at the moment, um, especially coming from the Labor Party. Um, the Liberal Party has got the incentive just released in regards to the uh, first homeowners uh, incentive, and also Labor has backed that up. But Labor have gone a step further with their negative gearing policy, um, the capital gains policy, the franking credits policy, and the inheritance tax policy. So if those all those changes get made by the Labor Party and they are voted in, I suspect we could be in it for a really rough ride. And you know, I'm not talking from a political sense here, and you may not hear this podcast until after the election, uh, because of you know we're loading these up on uh, as we go through the, our podcast, and but in saying what we are suspecting after the election, and if this policy gets put in place in a quick space of time, it might send shockwaves through our economy and through the consumer confidence that's out there or you know, further decline that consumer confidence in the marketplace. So really wants to be mindful of, and it's not about pushing votes one way or the other. I guess it's in my opinions and obviously in, in the fact, uh, in the idea of you know, what kind of things could potentially, what kind of policy could potentially affect our markets. And that's the, uh, I guess, the idea of Australia and the economy. Having a strong economy will see more jobs being created. We'll see more investment happen. And with more confidence gets people out there spending on retail items. So that's a case in point for us to reflect on. I guess as voters, as um, individual Australians, what's going to maybe happen with our country is you may be getting that payment from the government for a certain amount of money, but does it mean that 
the cost of living or other things and taxes that are generated through governments on policies are going to make us worse off even if you get that short-term payment. So that's what's got to be considered for each and every one of us. Hopefully being mindful of some of these statistics and some of this policy that's coming through is going to make us mindful of a plan and strategy as an individual that we need to put in place to make sure that we're looking to create our wealth. So no matter who actually gets into power, that we start to think about our strategies moving forward. And I don't mind if it's either or party that gets in. I'm just going to adjust my strategy to the party that actually is elected into parliament and into government. And I put myself in place to put my best foot forward with whatever is going to happen in future and react and adapt and change for the way the market is or the policies are, the regulation, the rules, the laws, whatever is going to happen in that regards or change and refocus myself, have that diversification in my portfolio, think about the cash flow, think about my cash buffers, think about what kind of properties or what kind of investments I want to make that's going to help me create that wealth and build on that knowledge, skill, and experience as I go along, build on those relationships that I go along. So big focus on what I'm thinking about and what I'm doing as someone who has built a property portfolio themselves. So hopefully that helps you get some idea about the stats, about the policies, and about some things that you may wish to do yourself. So if you'd like to talk about this particular topic or your own personal circumstances, do give me a call on 0400 377 And thank you so much for tuning in. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.